0: It's the Big Show, the More Sports Now podcast, coming at you weekly from our Jersey studio. I'm Steve Titchener, joined by veteran sportscaster Matt Laughlin. On the phone, we have our own John McAlevey. We'll talk some NBA today, and we'll check in on the Women's World Cup. But first, Matt, St. Louis Blues, first
1: Stanley Cup ever. Congratulations. They've waited since they entered the league in the late 60s. They went to the first three Stanley Cup finals in their existence Losing all three times, not winning a game. They waited 49 years to get back there. And the 49th year was the charm as they win in game seven in Boston. Wow. And really... uh, Did that surprise you? Winning It it did. It did. I, I thought Boston would win in six, to be honest with you. And so I wasn't going to back off my choice of Boston, even though St. Louis proved themselves to be a more than credible opponent. I thought home ice... Would be enough to secure a win, but two first period goals, including one with just seconds remaining in that first period, provided part of the recipe for success. Boston just never able to get to its game. Really, in almost the entire series, it was really a struggle for them. Uh, they had you know one blowout victory, eh, maybe they, you'd say Game Six kind of was too, but I th- they never looked to me like the Boston Bruins. They never hit their stride. Mm-hmm. Their goalie to Rask was great but they have to be able to score goals. Their top line wasn't that good. uh, Hey, congratulations, St. Louis. That city deserves it. It's a great sports town. They do love their hockey. It produces so many players now Mm -hmm. uh, who are making their way to the National Hockey League. Everybody talks about Minnesota, rightfully so, Massachusetts, rightfully so, and how the game is spread around the country. We get players now who are born in Florida, California, Arizona, who are making their way to the NHL or in the NHL. But in St. Louis, it is a very, very big hotbed of hot
0: Yeah, I was going to ask you that because, um, you know, 49 years and waiting and you're in that city what, once a year, at least in that building in their arena once a
1: year. I mean, what's the fan base? I mean, is it always packed, always full? No, not really, but okay. generally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when they've had some bad years and they 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 had a period there where they made the playoffs i'm going to be off by a year or two they they made the playoffs like 25 26 years in a row but mm-hmm. there was a lot of first round eliminations right and then they hit a really down patch and you know the no no fans come out for that no, nobody right. does uh and so they struggled there but they've been back the last few mm-hmm. years and they do support the team i don't mean to say that there's weak support no there is major support in that town uh, especially as football left, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, you got baseball. And it's a baseball town for the most part, but, you know. Well, yeah, right. but that's all you yeah. got. You got baseball and hockey. Yeah. There's, there's no football there mm-hmm. anymore. There is no basketball. There's college sports. And it is in a college part right. of the, the, the country, well, but it it's a big part of their sports landscape. Well, congrats. And, well, that's you saw it happened. They sold out their stadium, their, their arena, Enterprise Center, for the fans to watch the game out of Boston. Mm -hmm. And they had 25,000 more people at Bush Stadium watching it on a big screen. Wow. So it was party time in the rain in St. Louis. Oh, congratulations. 49 years. So they're not,
2: are you trying to say they're not feeling the blues this morning? The the (laughs) blue,
1: the blue, no, no, they're playing glory. I don't know if you guys have followed the story at all. It's kind of been a, Viral sensation, but a uh, Laura Brannigan song Gloria somehow wow. has become their theme really? through the playoffs. And wow. so, even last night, Fish was playing somewhere, maybe, maybe, maybe Fish was at Enterprise Arena, and that's why the 25,000 at Bush. At any rate, they were playing wow. Fish. Right. Fish played Gloria. Wow! So uh, it, cool. it, it became certainly a, <laughs> well. One of forty-nine
0: years—a long time to wait. So, congrats to the folks out in St. Louis. Let's talk
1: about Toronto. Fifty-two, actually, but forty-nine since forty-nine since their oh. last appearance in a Oh, the final. 52 Okay, so 52 years, fifty-two years, fifty-two year existence wow. without a Stanley Cup. Thank you for the clarification
0: there. And now, how about Toronto? I mean, what a what an opportunity in Game Five, and uh, you know they take the lead in under five minutes. And um, it looks like Kawhi was going to take over the game. And then he stopped taking over the game. McCurry and, and Clay Thompson with two big threes, and, and the Warriors get out of there. And now I think, and tell me if you agree, Johnny, that uh, the, the, the Toronto's in trouble now. You can't expect them to go and again, they're in the middle of the finals here. They're going into uh, uh, Golden State tonight. Are they going to win that game? I, I mean, I, I see this going seven now, and anything can happen in a game seven. So uh, I thought Toronto had complete control of this series, but now, uh, I don't know, they're in trouble.
2: They did have a hammer lock on it. I don't know if I'd say they're in trouble. They did win uh, twice mm-hmm. out in Golden State True. earlier. Um, what but can you expect they- them to do
0: it again? That's the thing. I mean, you, you know. Call me
2: a conspiracy theorist, but I see them winning back home in Toronto in game seven. You know, I, I just, you know, these things, the way they play out and, uh, uh you know, the NBA is, is, um, you know, to me, sometimes it's like the WWF, the way these things work out. It's almost like they're, they've got, uh, the script and they hand them out to some people, but all kidding aside, they did have a six point lead with a little over three minutes to go and the ball. And their head coach, Nick Nurse, is getting a lot of heat because he called a timeout. Uh, you know, his team was on a run. They had momentum going, and Kawhi had scored 10 straight points after not playing all that well for most of the game. And from there on out, they only scored, uh, um, you know, they scored two more points. They didn't uh, They didn't wind up defending the Splash brothers, the two guys that can can ring the bell from deep. They made three straight threes, nine-point swing, and now you're – you're down a couple of points, and in that final possession, Kawhi, who has been the man in the league for you know the better part of the last three quarters of the season, he didn't take the final shot. He mm-hmm. sort of got double teamed and passed off to the corner, and they didn't really get a good look. and And uh, now they're back out west, and we'll have to see. But they had a golden opportunity, no pun intended.
0: Yeah, they did. So uh, you know, look, and now going in, uh, going into Golden State. I mean, yeah, they won, too. I got it there. But, I mean, just you go with the odds there. You know, the Warriors got some confidence now. They've got some momentum. They're back home. That's going to be a live crowd there. And to win again? Wow. To win three times on the road, Matt? Come on.
1: I mean, it's... Yeah, no, I, I think that the series still tilts Toronto's way. I agree with John. But a door's been open, and we saw it a few years ago with... Golden State up three games to one and losing to Cleveland. So it's not like you have to dig back into the history books very far to see a similar circumstance. So we'll see what happens. We'll see whether or not the absence of Durant, it's going to have a huge impact. Uh, Look, they're just so beat up. They'll get some energy out of the crowd. But I just don't see how they can get through two more games as beat up as they are. Mm. So I think in the end, Toronto wins. It could be tonight. Uh, I think it's a tough order that they're facing because the crowd will be just so juiced and you got to knock a champion out. You know, you got to really throw well, that whole thing. Punch. I mean, Clay Thompson made that huge three and there was a strut like, okay, yeah, yeah, baby. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you took the lead and now it's ours again. So, Come get some. Oh, come get some. But, Toronto's been able to figure out a way to contain most of Golden State. You know, I Mm -hmm. mean, Stephen Curry had that one great game, and he's a terrific player, but he's not been able to dominate as much as he has because he has no other help other than Thompson. There's two outside shooters. Their inside game stinks. Draymond Green, to me, has been a shell of a player uh, you know, for a guy who's all about, you know, I'm the toughest hombre on the planet and, you know, there's a right way to do it and you know, comes in yeah. with his chest stuck out and doesn't care what anybody thinks about him. Well, how about making some smart decisions? Mm-hmm. He's been yeah. he's been abysmal. So yeah. unless that changes, I don't I just don't think they have enough weapons. quite. Yeah, but, yeah,
0: I mean, and, and clearly, and I think we'll all agree that the Toronto looks like the better team, but you let that door open a sliver now and you got a world champion caliber team that can get some confidence. Confidence going, yes, they are beat up. You're you're right, Matt. But but now you know if they you know they win a close one in Game Six, then you're back at Game Seven where anything can happen, as we know. Now, I still think Toronto will win. I do I do think that, but you know it, it's just they're they're a better team and and what? Hey, look, whatever he, whatever. Toronto fan wanted to see what they wanted to see him close it out in game five and, and taking the lead the way they did, they were down the whole game, took the lead late. And you're like, okay, they're going to, they're going to close, shut the door here. And they didn't. And so that's the concern with Raptor fans going into this one now, where it's like, well, anything can happen.
2: True. You know, the big key could someone who has been sort of uh, persona non grata for pretty much the whole season and, and even into the playoffs, but let's not forget the guy is when he's, when he's right, you know, he's a top 20 player in the league to Marcus cousins. This could be an opportunity for him to really show up. And if he could be like a double, double guy, give them sort of that inside presence, Matt, that you were alluding to that they don't have. I mean, this guy is a phenomenal player and he's been awful. Now he's been slowed by the, uh, the, the ruptured Achilles. He's coming back from that. So he, maybe he's not in great shape. He doesn't have his,
1: I he mean, it, under him, Johnny, doesn't but- it look like he he not only went up to the buffet table twice while he was out, <laughs> looks like he devoured the entire buffet table, left <laughs> nothing <laughs> for anyone following him. I mean, he's put on weight. He's out of shade. I, and I get it. I mean, he suffered a, a terrible injury and give him credit for making his way back. But, man, he is just not conditioned.
2: Yeah, that's right. No and no in doubt. a seven-game
1: yeah. series, man, well, a whole—, whole
0: NBA season and then a seven-game series, man. That'll that'll come to you. That's why he was is he the level. We can say this: he's been inconsistent for sure. Um, but yeah, you're right. He's uh, he's the X factor, huh, Johnny? If he can put, uh, you know, he, he he can be the guy that, can, that they can push them over the hump. But again, I mean, I believe Toronto's going to win this uh, this series. But boy, uh, you know. If I'm a if I'm a Raptor fan, I wanted to see that done on Game Five. Well, yeah, you, I mean, you always want to close right. it out. You never now, want to give your opponent a chance. Now but it, I think it still gets t- tense because think about it. Think about it, Matt. So and they, okay, so uh, the Warriors win tonight you know, in front of their home crowd. They go to Toronto, and then one of those guys, Curry or Thompson, go, is on fire and can't miss anything. Yeah, and they're raining threes, and you just have of one course. of those, you know, one of those freak nights. You know what I mean? Where Toronto should has the talent and should win this game, but it just doesn't you work know, Steve, out that well,
2: way. Case case in point: Look what happened in Boston Um, uh, Wednesday night. The the Blues went in and buried the the mm-hmm. ruins. We were just talking about that. right. So, so so the home the home team is not necessarily guaranteed to win. You want to what is it? Don't look at gift horse in the mouth. When you have a chance to close it out, you close it out. Now they have yeah. opened the door a bit, but um, again, I think we all sort of agree that Toronto's still in in the driver's seat here. Um, but anything can happen in a game seven. That's mayhem their, mayhem, is mayhem is a passenger.
1: Mayhem is a passenger alongside Toronto sitting in the driver's seat. This is true. This is true. So let's turn to
0: Kevin Durant, the Achilles injury. He had surgery in New York City. Um, This is a serious, obviously, anytime you hear Achilles is a serious injury. It was a tear. Uh, So with the Knicks and their plans, is Kevin Durant still on their plans? I mean, you know, look, he's 30 years old now. You know, he's got one of those bodies. He's a long, tall guy. You know, skinny legs. He's starting to have these legs problems. You got it. You got to start thinking about. Do you, is this a guy that you want to build around? And uh, I, I think with his injury, does it change it? What do you think, John? Does it change what the Knicks uh, Knicks should do?
2: I think I wrote a piece yesterday about you know the best laid plans of mice and men. You know, and, and the Knicks for the better part of a calendar year have been, whether it's, I mean, it's not like Mills, uh, Steve Mills and, and Scott Perry have been the ones parroting this, but folks in and around the team and around the league have been saying, okay, the Knicks are going to wind up with Zion, KD, and Kyrie Irving. And that's all anybody's been thinking. I mean, it's, that's been mm-hmm. a dumb deal, a fait complete And well, May 14 came around and Zion will be in New Orleans now, Kevin Durant is 8 to 12 months away from being on the court, so 2019-2020 is gone wherever he's going to play. And, and uh, it, it wasn't a, a done deal that he was going to be coming to New York anyway. He might want to opt in back in in Golden State for $31 million that year. And we're hearing that Kyrie Irving has eyes for Brooklyn. So the Knicks have gone from Zion, KD, and Kyrie to nothing. I saw a great tweet. Um, last night, it was um, said by a a Knicks fan. It it went something like this. We're getting Kyrie, KD, and Zion. Let's go Knicks dynasty on tap. Two. That's okay. We'll get Kyrie, KD, and Anthony Davis. Two. Fine. We're getting KD and Anthony Davis. Then at least we'll get Anthony Davis, to Now, my name is Jake and I'm an alcoholic. (laughs) It's kind of what things are happening. It's yeah, unfolding in front of them. Their off-season is, is turning into a you-know-what sandwich, and it hasn't even started yet, the off-season.
1: Yeah. Well, listen, Kevin Durant is not going to opt out of his contract, so the Knicks won't have that decision to make. There's no mm-hmm. way he's going to opt out of $31 million and say, I hope some team offers mm-hmm. me money, hoping That I'll recover and be worth the contract they're going to give me. There's no way. What he's going to do is he's going to collect his $31 million. He's going to try to come back February, January, whatever, the shorter end of the recovery trail and show that he has recovered, that it's not an issue moving forward, and he'll be a free agent. No way. It makes zero sense Mm. for him to opt out of that contract. Right now, right now, Golden State – is hoping he opts out of it because they're saying we got to pay a guy 31 million bucks and he ain't going to be able to help us except for maybe the last maybe the last two months of the season. They'd love for him now to opt out. He won't. There's no way. No way.
0: So the question is, what will the Knicks do? Too KD's out, so... Look, do you take R.J. Barrett at three? He wants to be. He's he's worked out with the Knicks, and he wants to be a Knick. But is he a, you know, come on, to ask an 18-year-old kid. By the way, another Canadian player. Look yep. at all these Canadian yeah, uh, I did a uh, basketball it. players. Yeah. It's, the, it's the home of basketball. Yeah. Dr. James yeah. Naismith invented yeah. the game. And we, won't, and, and we won't bring up Omar
1: Rui. We'll just, I'm working on an article for that one. But, uh, anyway, so,
2: <laughs> but, yeah. but, he, but
1: you know what? First off, I want to just say this about R.J. Barrett. Everybody's making a big thing and you you just repeated what he said. I get it. I want to be a Nick. Well, duh, what's he supposed to say? It's apparent he's going to go number 3. The Knicks have the 3rd pick. What right. I mean like what is he supposed to say? I hate New York. I never wanted to be a well, player in New York. Say nothing, you know, like like Zion. Oh, is, and if, if you Zion say nothing, if you say nothing, I can't wait to get to New York. If Orleans. you say nothing, what do you right. think the New York Post is going to do with that? Yeah. If R.J. Barrett says nothing, if mm-hmm. R.J. Barrett does his workouts and afterward is made available, and he says, "Yeah, it was a good workout." Well, do you want the question is not do you want it? So the question is, do you want to be a Nick? Well, I'll be happy to play for whoever selects me. R.J. Barrett turns back on Knicks. Now he wants yeah. to go to
0: New York. He wants the Big Apple. He wants the biggest
1: uh, media market in the world. Maybe, I mean, why, why but it's would, the right thing you know, to say. Yeah. It's but, the right thing. It's like people get upset when uh, a, somebody guarantees a victory. Well, like, w- what is he supposed to do? Like, and, supposed, and then you make a captain a hero because he guaranteed a win. Or a guy who's like Kevin Durant- all right. Everybody knew he could opt out. Let's just assume for a moment there was no injury. Well, what is he supposed to say in January? He's supposed to say, oh, no, I'm definitely opting out and I'm looking to go to another team. Mm-hmm. Or does he keep it quiet and say, oh, no, I love it here. I hope I win another championship and we got a great thing going and he it- got to play his cards. Right. Sure. Of course. And then mm-hmm. he gets excoriated, those kind of players mm-hmm. when they do go somewhere else. Right. Well, what were they supposed to tell you? And they get booed and ripped in the media but, for but, the whole but Matt, year. But why? Why would it? Yeah, but why would a Nick fan want to hear
0: that someone wants to play for him? Because they, all these stars have spurned him for years. Oh, I'm and, not saying no, no. So of course, yeah. a Nick fan's going to want to hear it. And, yeah. but I'm just saying the kid has to say. Right, it. the right. kid has mm-hmm. to say. And is he a difference maker? I mean, he's 18 year old kid. He's a, a terrific player at Duke. Uh, is he going to move the needle right away, John?
2: Well, a year ago, he was Zion. I mean, he was the consensus number one player in the nation. Duke was getting, I mean, it wasn't as if Zion was just some throw in that Duke had also gotten, but RJ Barrett was the, you know, he was the cherry on top of that recruiting class and he had a tremendous season. I mean, he, he does a lot of things. He's, he's someone that has the ball in his hand a lot. He's sort of a bigger guy. He could be a point forward. He's not a great, great shooter, but listen, at number three, you could do worse than R.J. Barrett. And I think that the Knicks will run to the podium to draft him. Yes, I think he's a player well, that can help. But as we talked about, there is nothing else there.
0: Well, what about a play for Anthony Davis? Really bad. I'd love to see a play for Anthony Davis. Would Would New Orleans take the third pick for him? I mean, is that... Well, they're
2: not, they're not only going to take the third pick. They want all-star yeah. players. So you're going to have to get a third team involved. They will gut the Knicks roster, whatever, whatever can play on that roster. Kevin Knox will be gone. Uh, Dennis Smith Jr. will be a part of that deal. All of their first round picks are going to have to go on that deal. And, and, you know, this is, they they would have to swallow hard if they were going to make a deal for Anthony Davis. And then, and then what's left when he gets there, RJ Barrett and Anthony Davis, and then what, Uh, Frank Nielakina and, and, uh, some of the other Luke Cornette, you're going to set him up on the wing to shoot threes. I mean, I don't really know what else Then they would have to probably try and attract another max free agent who that will be at this point. It doesn't look like it's going to be Kyrie or uh, talk is that uh, he wants to wind up in Brooklyn, but is and Kemba Walker, you know, the money would make it ridiculous for him to try and come to New York. He'd have to leave some $80 million on the table. Um, Is Kawhi Leonard really going to come here? I mean, there's, talk that, oh, he's going to have a meeting with the Knicks. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. He's going to come here to play with R.J. Barrett and, and you know, folks like that. I mean, And I does Kawhi don't strike? I, he's I a guy who wants to play
1: in New York. He's played in two quiet media spots, mm-hmm. San yeah. Antonio and Toronto. And his personality doesn't strike me as a guy who wants big city. I don't, maybe mm-hmm. I'm wrong, but I just don't think he wants to come to a big city. No, they I mean, only. Although they're talking L.A., but, I mean, he's a Southern California guy. That's where Yeah. But. I just don't see him coming to New York, wanting to come to New York, unless he wanted the spotlight, unless he wanted, well, I mean, he does the he spotlight. strike you he, as the kind yeah, of guy get he, he he, he, the spotlight
0: anywhere? He's getting this huge spotlight in Toronto right well, now. So yeah, I mean, only because
1: of the yeah. playoffs. I mm-hmm. mean, he was quiet all year long, Sure, quiet in San Antonio, but yeah. does he just, does his personality strike you? No, no. no. A New York no, guy. He seems like a very subdued, quiet, modest guy. Uh, you know, so
0: I, I, don't, um, I don't see him as a big city, big lights guy at all. I agree with you there.
1: Um, but a nice player and boy, could the Knicks use a guy like Hawaii, you know? So John, what you're saying is the Knicks plan is no plan right now. And there's a great deal of fear. I would think, and Steve, you're a Knicks fan, so you can Mm -hmm. weigh in on it, that the way it was lined up, you're right. Best laid plans often go astray Mm -hmm. and for the Knicks, yeah. nothing has gone right for them in terms of how they foresaw, at least apparently, uh, they foresaw their future. So now, do they become the old Knicks and just chase names because they have to? They've got, Or do they say, hey, Durant got hurt, Kyrie wants to go somewhere else, we're not getting Zion Williamson, so we will continue this rebuild for another year, there'll be more free agents next year, and we will just stay the course and continue to build this team the right way, or... Do they become knee-jerk? What do you think happens, Steve? Well, listen. Uh, you
2: know, I think it's fascinating. I really don't know. I don't know what Scott Perry's all about. He doesn't really have much of a track record. Were it Phil Jackson still in the mix, I think he would do the latter. I think he would throw, you know, good money after bad. I think he would try and make the big splash and whatnot. As for Scott Perry, I don't know what. Um, I don't know what to make of what his style is going to be. But I just think that after thinking that you were bringing the varsity to town. I mean, if you turn to guys like, you know, and listen, they're all really good players, Chris Middleton and Tobias Harris, um, folks like that. Uh, it, it almost seems like you're, you're settling for the JV. And again, they're they're all-star players. They're great players, but they're not KD and Kyrie and, and Zion. So um, I would like to think that they're not going to, you know, make really foolish moves and, and just throw money at the wrong people. But, you know, unless and until it happens, we're going to have to wait and see. I mean, I I, I can't imagine that they would give um, Kevin Durant a max deal after having this devastating, ruptured Achilles tendon. I, I That, I, I don't, I can't imagine. No, that and that that that's why
1: he's going gonna to opt in. <clears throat> he won't. opt. Yeah. I, I won't say opt in. He just won't opt out. He's going back to Golden State. He can't afford the risk. But what see? What do you what do you see the well, next? Would, Are they going to go back to the old? I do think just throwing crap against the wall. And I think what so. Sticks? I think,
0: look, they they oh, that's a they, d- they had it. They had a superstar in Porzingis to build around. Right. And it didn't work out. They shipped him off to to Dallas. Uh, so now my thought is get Anthony Davis, build around Anthony Davis, but I don't think uh, I don't think the Knicks are going to give up the third pick for that, and, I, and then as John alluded to, they got to give up a lot more than that. So I th- it looks like they'll get RJ Barrett. They'll get a piece. So so do you have to do you have to get a superstar and build around them? Well, I mean, look, listen. When you look at the NBA Finals, you see a bunch of superstars in the NBA Finals. Oh, you so need talent. To so you win. so you need stars. But I mean, unfortunately, there's you know, and you laid it out, John. I mean, right now it looks like it's going to be take RJ Barrett, a very nice player in the third round. And uh, try, uh, and then maybe try to get uh, a, a, a Kawhi Leonard, someone uh, uh, uh,
1: of that uh, stature. Well, if they can get Kawhi and, Leonard, he's a great player. Right. But I'm saying, are the are the Knicks going to be able to do that? And we were laying out that maybe not because right. it looks like none of the guys want to. Either come here, they're they're saying they want to go elsewhere, the one big guy is hurt, right. it doesn't make any sense to pay him. And I we we just agreed a moment ago, all of us, Kawhi Leonard doesn't appear to be a New York guy, right. so he's not gonna accept the money. So what do the right. Knicks do? Do they stay the course? I think I think the only option
0: is if you can't figure out something to get Anthony Davis to New York then you take R.J. Barrett and you stay the course and build around youth. And
1: And that seems to me a smart thing. (laughs) Are you comfortable that that's what the Knicks will do? I
0: I think it's – well, the the
1: fans – I mean, what you have seen in the past – Well, what are we going to do? Okay, so next year they get R.J. Barrett. You know
0: what? They're going to be – best a middle of the pack team at best uh, look at look the fan base is getting uh, that's what I'm is getting so tired that's what and they want to see what a what star they
1: want to see a star come to New York so does Jim Dolan tell his lieutenants go get me somebody and they wind up getting a guy that can't well, get here's them over the, the top and then they regret it here's the credit. problem and here's my problem and this You've is a concern I've what had all along uh, is getting these
0: big stars at, on, the, on the on the on the downward side of their career like a Kevin Durant like a LeBron, I was always thought, oh, you know what? We'll get LeBron when he's like on his way on uh, out, and when he's you know 35 years old, and and you know, and done. And so we don't need that. We need a young star. That's why I keep going to Anthony Davis, a young star you can build around. I would like to see them do that. Yeah. I don't think they unfortunately,
2: will. Unfortunately, unfortunately, as I stated in my my piece the other day, Anthony Davis is not. No should, no one should um, misconstrue him for being the next Cal Ripken Jr. I mean, this guy really misses a lot of games. I mean, he's hurt all the time. He missed 26 games this year. He completely threw his team and their fan base under the bus. Mid-season said he's not going to go back with them. Here, here's a scenario. Would Nick fans take R.J. Barrett at three and then max contracts for a young Tobias Harris and – say Julius Randle, would that be enough for Knicks fans who had been promised Zion, KD, and Kyrie? Would that work?
0: I just don't, I don't think the results would be there. I, I think it would be, get, again, they're not looking at middle of the pack here. They're looking at a difference. There. You know, remember what the Celtics did when they got uh, Paul Pierce and Garrett back in the day, and they, just, and they were awful, and, and one move. They turned it all around, one move, and got those two players. So, you're, and, and yeah. now look, I, 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 that scenario, you know, is rare. We don't always see that, but I mean, that's what that's what the Knicks fans are looking for these days. Is yeah, that one got to find move a team like that is going willing to ch- to change the
1: change their ch- franchise for years? Right, <laughs> right. You, you, you true. Oh, now it's and, on the other side, but anyway, sure. But
2: yes. it w- and it if all else fails, there is one free agent out there that they're familiar with that they could uh, take another run at. His name is Kristaps Porzingis. Yeah, exactly.
1: All <laughs> right.
2: So yeah. I can bring him back. Yeah,
1: right. Yeah. yeah. yeah no, well, I but I think yeah. that's the dilemma for the Knicks. And John, as you laid it out, their plan, at least as we think it's the plan, it's just the media speculating. Nobody really knows. Yeah. Uh, but as, as we feel the Knicks had this plan and how it might unfold, it has been turned on its head. And so now what do they do? And I think if they can get a guy like Julius Randall and Tobias Harris, if they can get those kind of players, they'll be better for it, along with a high draft choice like an R.J. Barrett. But do not give those guys more money than they deserve, because yeah. now you start to run into a problem. Then you run into the Carmelo problem. You're building mm-hmm. okay. around the wrong guy. So, yeah, be smart. Uh, a tr- uh, signed some free agents to make you better than you were this year show that there is a plan but if you start giving out max contracts to guys who can't get you there you're making a big mistake
2: unfortunately that's where we're going because <laughs> that's guys their are gonna history
1: yeah that's their history and no Those chance guys are
2: going to get them. you're going to see a Julius is going to get 150 oh, or 140 Jesus. million dollars you're going to see well, well so much money is in basketball
1: and they have to spend a certain amount but yeah it's crazy yeah. right yeah. now that Mike Again, Conley nice I'm still fighters. trying to figure out that Mike Conley contract from a couple of years ago oh, yeah good unbelievable
2: grief.
0: so real quick let's, t- let's tune into some uh, women's sports here and the world cup of course going on and the boy the women came out and, just just, in. They just
2: they just again they just (laughs)
0: scored 13 to nothing win over thailand and i i you have to listen i mean you're up six, seven, eight goals. Do you start passing it around? Do you, do you or do you put another one in the back of the net? Now, uh, coach uh, the coach for uh, the, the the ladies' team, Jill Ellis. She, you know she basically said it's it's not her job to harness her players and and rein them in. This is a world championship. I mean, she was coaching. She was doing her regular substituting. I mean, she didn't go deep into her bench. Uh, and, uh, you know, she also mentioned that it's an opportunity for some of her players to get a goal in the World Cup, which I, I don't like that argument at all. But, Johnny, how do you feel about it? Because you've been on the end. You're a coach. You've been on the end of a pretty good beating. And, you know, and also I'm sure you've been in a situation where you want to pull back a little, too. So what what are your thoughts on that?
2: You know, it's it's times like that and when my teams take them on on the chin like that, I'm reminded of that world-class philosopher, Fat Albert, who (laughs) says sometimes teams are like school on weekends, no class. Wow. And, you know, listen, I understand that they're falling back on the goal differential. goal differential matters. Yeah, I know it does. With 13, I mean, what are you saying? That your goalie might not be able to stop, you know, some of these other... I mean, the next round, I can't remember who they're playing in the next round, but there's -hmm. supposedly another tomato can as well. I mean, it's not like... Um, they're going to be playing the top flight teams right now. So the goal differential, while it is out there, I think is baloney. The other part about it was the celebration with the goals. I mean, they I mean Alex Morgan
0: scored five goals.
2: Five yeah, goals. I mean, come on. Yeah. En- enough was enough. I mean, I agree with you. Pass the ball around. Um, I mean, Carly Lloyd's out there eight in the,
0: late in the game, you know. Yeah,
2: yeah, when my teams get up by about 20 points, I walk the ball up the floor. I don't allow fast breaks. Because everybody's going to be on the other end of that stuff. And, you know, call me, you know, old fashioned, but I don't like when somebody sticks their nose in my face when they're up big, like, uh, like a certain senator here in New Jersey who's buried my teams in the past and, and enjoyed it. Um, I just think you know, you be, name names maybe. here. That's
1: Richard Cody, who actually yeah. goes by Governor Cody since he served in that role as well, and that stays with you forever. Well, now Thailand, yes, Thailand's
0: coach said they they accept the result and they have to get better. So, you know, Matt,
1: what's your view on you know a blowout like that? Look, the U.S. is far better than Thailand. Obviously, I I, I think the problem. There are a couple here. First off, maybe the celebrations were a little out of control, but you think about it as an athlete. You waited your whole life mm-hmm. perhaps for this stage. Now, many of the women uh for the US have won multiple medals uh in different arenas. So it's it's a little old school, but you get a chance to score. So I, I understand being happy, but I see what happens in other sports. There's a subdued there has to be a subdued celebration. I know the world is changing and we're all about exuberance, but Maybe a more subdued celebration. As for scoring the amount of goals, I I think that people are falling back on this goal differential. It's only for the group stage. Uh, The U.S. is playing in a group with Sweden, Thailand, and China. The top two teams advance uh, from each group to the quarterfinal round, and then they pick the four best after that uh, out of all the groups. The U.S. has almost no doubt about going forward. The goal differential is -hmm. is a bad argument. It is a factor, but not in this case. Not for the U.S. That being said, I don't know what you do. And you can only substitute three people. It's not like you can clear your bench. You're not allowed to do that. Only three substitutions are permitted. And I understand a coach is not going to make all of those substitutions early in the second half because the game wasn't really at stake, but the U.S. really blew them out in the second half. Because then if you get stuck, if a person gets hurt, you can't substitute.
2: So you know, I, not, I understand it, a little was, bit of that. Yeah, it was not as if they were pinch hitting for their big slugger with it, like a seven-run lead, only to see that evaporate and then have the light-hitting shortstop batting yeah. in that position the next time it comes right. around. And, right? you, and you
1: Exactly. And you can't re-enter. So it's not like the coach could have said, okay, let's clear the bench. Oh, Thailand made it a little close, which they weren't going to. They were U S head and shoulders above, but you know how a coach thinks the game's never over. How many times have we watched a college basketball game or an NBA game and say, you know, the poor schlub at the end of the bench, Rutgers has a blowout. Where's the, where's the 13th guy? He never, because Steve Peichel or Kevin Willard or anybody's like, I I don't know, I got to win this game. So they don't go that deep. So I think it was just the magnitude of the victory sure, that caused but, some and problems. And again, the coach, Joe, I think it, the arguments about goal differentials. She, yeah. he, and here's the other thing, Johnny. In basketball, yeah, how, how much are you going to embarrass a team that you can totally dominate, right? Are you going to pass yeah. it around for the whole half yeah. as they chase you? And then you throw yeah. it over their heads and bounce passes, but you don't take a layup? and just dribble sure. dribble along the baseline and bring it back out and now they're now you're you're embarrassing them by outskilling them but not scoring. Now you're like ha well, ha ha. So I right. think I think the US was caught between a rock and a hard place. Well 13 nothing. Get better. Thirteen nothing. I Get
0: mean, listen. For, well, there's a couple of things here too, and and I'll say this, and I say it all the time, and I'll, I'll use the University of Connecticut's uh, women's basketball team. Is that in, in women's sports, there's a disparity in in talent, more so in the men's game. Because, like they say, well, what, if, what would, this, would we say anything if the men's do this? Well, it doesn't happen with the men. Remember when the, I think what was it? Um, Germany beat Brazil like eight to one or something, seven to one. I mean, and that's uh, that's an aberration. That just doesn't happen. No that's one from, told no, him no to stop scoring. But that is rare. But, I mean, we're talking about double digits here. We're talking about 13 to nothing. And uh, I think, you know, pulling up the reins later in the game, it, it w- would be the way to go in that situation. I think I would agree with you, Johnny, on that in terms of, you know, maybe uh, you know, d- you know, maybe uh, d- ease up on the attack. Uh, there's certainly ways to do it where it's not obvious, and and you know, obviously they were completely outclassed. Thailand was completely outclassed. They shouldn't even you know, have been on the here's field. Here's another
2: though. angle. Plus, they they were they were uh, not lucky, they, it, but it worked out in their favor. What about one of these Thai girls that has been practicing and playing as hard as she can for all these years to to get to this level, just to watch. America parade, uh, shot after shot on net and score goals and Alex Moore and someone takes a run at Alex Morgan and, you know, slide tackles or just, you know, frustration takes over. What if she gets hurt or one of these girls gets hurt for the rest of that thing? That's an angle that, you know, I haven't really seen anywhere, but you know, frustration can, comes in in sports because, Hey, listen, everybody puts their pants on one leg at a time as we've been told. Yeah. Oh, I, listen, and, I, I
1: didn't watch the game. And Mm -hmm. I didn't watch all 13 goals being scored on highlights. I did watch the last few minutes because you're following it on Twitter and there's another goal, there's another goal, there's another goal. Uh, But, like, did you see Carly Lloyd's goal? Like, Thailand stopped playing, too. If if you really saw – I I mean, I agree. The goals came quick and it was over. But Mm -hmm. they were outclassed without a doubt. It wasn't like the U.S. was uh, running give-and-goes and – making incredible plays. It was just like a tap pass, like in Thailand wasn't even defending. So then what do you do? What do you do? You run up to the goalie and then just hand her the ball. Like, here you go. I won't score on you because I feel bad. There you go.
0: Well, well, you know, that's embarrassing, too. True. Well, sportsmanship comes up here and it's a gray area. I mean, but Jill Ellis was asked. She was asked, hey, what what gives 13 nothing really? And she had to answer the questions and she answered them saying, I'm not reigning in my players. Yeah, this is a world championship. I'm not reigning in my players. I don't think it's fair. Uh, We played the game and then, you know, so.
1: And her point uh, was, if it was the men's team, would the question be asked? And to your point, did anybody ask Germany in the World Cup? Beating Brazil, beating their pants Good point. off. Point. Well, I, don't, I, I recall. don't recall. Oh, I don't think. I, I would say I don't recall either. I don't, I would doubt it. No, I don't think anybody did. That's the point. So why I, treat uh, the yeah. women differently? Okay,
0: but again, the thir- eight. It was eight to one. The
1: thirteen it could not be comparable. Me. Yeah, is that not
0: comparable? Yeah. Well, listen. I, I got very true. I,
1: g- give me a basketball score. What would a basketball score be like if it's thirteen nothing? Well, you know, didn't uh, didn't the Dream Team pound Angola like in one of their first games? Yeah, it, yes, it, they right. Did. And everybody right. said it's terrible. Oh, and by the way, guess what's happened now? Twenty years later, the U.S. is not. Necessarily the team. They have, mm-hmm. they struggle a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So the world came up in basketball. They didn't want to get embarrassed. I don't know where Angola is in its national program, <laughs> but other yeah. teams said, hey, the gold standard is the U.S. Look at these NBA players. They are kicking our ass. Mm-hmm. They made, they embarrassed us out there. And now the U.S. <laughs> doesn't have a cakewalk anymore, does it? Other teams said, no. we need to get better. So I think what Guys, will come. You, Go ahead.
2: I'm, I'm reminded of a story. You remember the old. Basketball coach, most known for uh, being at Oklahoma, Billy Tubbs back in the day. Yeah. Well, Billy Tubbs, if he could beat you two hundred to nothing, yeah. he would do that. And he defend and that too. I remember, Joey, remember. I think I've told you guys a, a couple of times. He buried some team really bad. Some and 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 the handshake line. The young coach patted him on the back and said, "You know, coach, I didn't appreciate what you did to my team." And then he turned and walked away. And as he's walking away, he gets a tap on the shoulder, and Tubbs says. Hey, coach. It's not my job to keep the score close. That's your job. Yeah. Yeah. Ouch.
1: Yeah. Well, and then you go back to the coach, the Thailand coach, who said, "We accept the result. We got to get better." Exactly. That's simple. No, so, no question. Yeah. And 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 then FIFA's got to be. I mean, there's so many bigger issues here. FIFA's got to put more money into the women's side. FIFA's got to put more development if they want the women's game to grow, and it has, and will continue to do so. Then. Give teams like Thailand the resources to grow their game. Make sure they have enough seed money that they can grow the game. Make sure they're put in a position that they can elevate their game so that they don't get good FIFA has to answer something for sure. Right. I mean, FIFA could. Yeah. If
2: all else fails, spot them a four-goal lead.
1: <laughs> or what FIFA could have done is said, "You know what? We're not going to invite. Uh, what is it? Uh, there's uh, six groups for 24 teams." We'll we'll invite 16. Back to the disparity thing. Let's go 16. Let's not embarrass a team. Let's not give them a chance. What's worse? Mm -hmm. What's worse? Don't give them a chance. (laughs) Is Thailand basking in the glow of being, now, not being beaten, but being in the World Cup? Are there stories about our team is in the World Cup, representing our country? Look how far we've come. We're going to get better. Oh, yeah, we're not as good as the United States. Let's see what we can do against China. Or Sweden, which will be mm-hmm. their next game. Let's see if we can show improvement, and then use that. Or would it have been better to say, you know what, you, you don't belong with the big girls. We're not yeah. even we're not even going to allow you a chance. Well, Sweden better beat them at least twelve nothing, or you know, <laughs> yeah. to, to show that Sweden will just try to beat the him. U.S. That that'll be their big <laughs> right. That'll be their big thing. That's right. that's the big matchup for who wins the the group for sure. And that'll do it for a, a lengthy
0: podcast uh, this week. Uh, check out our website, moresportsnow.com. We've got a one-minute piece that we do a few times a week. We also have some uh, uh, written articles as well. Uh, check us out on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. And uh, we will be back next week with plenty more Sports Talk. I'm Steve Titchener here in the studio with Matt Lachlan, And on the line is John McALevy. We'll catch you all next week. Thank you.